<laughs> Welcome to the Mate How Good Words podcast with me, Josh. And me, Dono. Right, if you've listened to um, us talk about um, all of the things to do with the week in football, cheers. Um, if you didn't listen to that, what are you doing? Go back and listen to it now, otherwise I'll get... Re- Actually, not now, in an hour's time, once we've listened to this. Yeah. Because I'll get really upset. Dono, will you be upset? I'll be pretty upset, mate. I think I've got my best claims yet this week. Um, if you haven't listened to them, go back and listen to them because I've said some fucking outlandish shit on that. Yeah, and then also Donna can promote his Tiki Tocks as well. The ones he does, they're really good. Right, so what we're doing is we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. We're going to actually start talking about um, Premier League footballers. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to answer the question, mate, how good was Rude Van Nistelrooy? Mate. Uh, mate. What? 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 <laughs> Look at that. It's like Christmas morning. Both of us are like, what? Oh, what? <laughs> it is. Ex- I don't I even like Man United, but Ruth Van Nistelrooy is odd. pure nostalgia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we, uh, should we go through his tale of the well, tape? You rattle off his, you rattle off his tale of the tape and then I'll talk right. through some of his honours. Rude Van Nistelrooy. So he starts off um, 1993, makes his professional debut for Den Bursch. 100% will be sponsored by Big John or, or uh, Tom Skinner now. <laughs> um, makes 69 appearances for them um, before making a transfer to Here and Veen. Um only last Ooh, one season. Whoa, 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 Pause it a second there. Did you check oh. up how to... Did you Google sorry, how to pronounce sorry, that? Sorry, 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 No, 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 because you have pronounced that with 110% confidence and that is a fucking awful looking word. Did you Google it? No, I just I just, I, oh. I just went with what I said. It look, is it, it not here and I have no idea. I have no idea, but I would have been like, no, no, I would have shat my pants. I thought you were going to correct me then. You were going to say, oh, no, he didn't transfer. He is actually on loan. And then I would have looked right now. No, no, no. It's just a competition said, it's impressive. Right, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I am back on my Duolingo though. So maybe it's a bit of the... 175 new words learned. I gave you a high five earlier. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? I did a, yeah, I did a quick lesson yesterday when I was stood at the bar waiting for my Guinness to be poured because I didn't want to lose my streak. <laughs> right, anyway, back to Rude. Right. right. Makes makes a transfer to here and V, where he spends one season. Um, we'll go through the season, um, but goes from there to PSV Eindhoven. Arguably yeah. the biggest club in Holland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's done it again! That little bastard! <laughs> Every oh. fucking week. I can't help myself. Oh. Mate, I don't even know if they're. In, I don't know. If, I don't think they're top two. <laughs> Not do I. Um, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let the fans decide. Yeah, we'll let the fans decide. Um absolutely rattles the arse off it at PSV <laughs> and then makes a transfer to arguably the biggest club in England Manchester yeah, I agree United with agree with that um, has his best spell we'd say yeah I'd agree with his that his most successful well. time um, before transferring over to arguably the biggest club in Spain Real Madrid <laughs> He's for a few big clubs. Mate, this is, mate, he has. And then he arguably You wait goes for on. my next one. <laughs> I can't wait, I can't wait. <laughs> Not a bad time in Madrid before he goes to... Arguably, 
<laughs> the biggest club in Germany. I thought you were going to Hamburg. I, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say arguably the biggest dish in America, hamburger. Because <laughs> I'm thinking hamburger, oh. pizzas, hot dogs. They're all like this is Rio Ferdinand, isn't it? Like we're trying to compare them. Just enjoy them, man. Burgers and hot dogs Mate. and pizzas are all class. I wouldn't put hot dogs in the same category as burger and no, pizzas. Agree, even so. Yeah, burgers and pizzas. I couldn't tell the last time I had a hot dog. What was... Yeah, me neither, actually. I just thought about that. But what would... Yeah, but it's American. That's what I said. It's an American mm-hmm. thing. Like, burger or pizza? Burger. That actually, is- pizza's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Mate, how good is burgers? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's, gone to, so he's gone to the biggest fast food in the world afterwards in Hamburger FC. Absolutely massive burger FC. And then um, <laughs> finishes his career in Spain with Malaga. What a say? So yeah, and that's and that's that. So uh, <laughs> that's thank that. you for listening. <laughs> we, we go through underrated or overrated. Yeah, and yeah, okay. We'll do some quiz questions. Oh yeah, done. Okay, great. <laughs> and, right. So I'm gonna fire for his honors. So he wins the Eredivisie twice with PSV. Wins the Premier League, and he wins the Johan Cruyff Shield, which is like the. Um, Charity Shield for us. Wins the Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup and Community Shield with United. Wins La Liga twice with um, Real Madrid and the Super Cup. And his individual ones, he wins Dutch Football of the Year three times, Eredivisie top scorer twice, Premier League Player of the Month three times, awards with Man United. He wins Champions League top goal scorer three times and Champions League top assist provider once. What? Uh, Wins PFA Player of the Year, PFA Fans Player of the Year, Team of the Year a few times, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, yeah, Premier League Golden Boot, etc., etc. So, let's talk about it. Mate, how good was he? He was, unbe- he was genuinely unbelievable, wasn't he? From what I remember of him as a player, yeah, he was a disgustingly good striker. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because he didn't start off as a striker. Nah, weird, wouldn't it? He, he also, as well... He also didn't start. Yeah, he, sorry, Jesus Christ! I was just saying your point. <laughs> you just about to say it again. No, um, I was no. What I was going to say is yes, you're right. He didn't start off as a striker, and he also didn't start off. He didn't like Dutch football's super famous for having really strong academy systems and stuff like. That, and he didn't start off in an academy system, did he? Because he was at Nimbash. I uh, was playing like he said. I was listening to him talk. He said he was playing under 16s when he was 12 and stuff like. Went into like more mature football quite quickly. Yeah. Um, for someone that's such a a natural striker and a natural goal scorer, to not yeah. have come through playing as a striker is is, is baffling. He's, he's yeah. the last player I'd expect to have played anywhere yeah. other than as a centre-forward. And what you usually listen to is players say, players go backwards, don't they? Oh yeah, I started yeah. off as a striker and then I got put into midfield and then I got put in a centre-back and then I got put into right. Because generally the best players are the strikers, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would say, generally speaking, when you're younger, if you think about the people you played, like if you think about Reelan, he was a striker, <laughs> and he stayed he there. The draws, really um, but generally, the best players start as a striker and then go backwards, whereas he started as a midfielder and went forwards. And he was saying that one of his old coaches said to him, like he was a he was a number ten by all accounts, so like played him behind the striker. But one of his coaches said to him, "No, Rude, you're a striker." That was a t- what the fuck that was, was that? fucking terrible. It was an Jesus. attempt at a Dutch accent. No, Rude, you're a striker. Go, Rude. That's American. <laughs> mate, that, mate, how mate, bad how, was that? Yeah, fucking terrible. Um, Christ alive. Um, 
So yeah, he starts his career at he starts his career at Dembash, um, where he sort of plays not too often initially, but then sort of in his last season, 96-97, picks up 12 goals in 31 games from midfield. So obviously a sign there that he can be he can be a striker. Yeah. Yeah, start his early career, his goals are just they're not quite they're not quite there. You can see why they didn't shift him into in, into centre forward too early. Yeah. Um But yeah. Goes to here and Veen from Dan Bash. Um <laughs> yeah. one one season. And this is what I, I, I'm 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 very impressed with PSV because he makes 31 appearances, only scores 13 goals. Yeah. And they go and spend an astronomical amount of money on him, considering yeah. how many games he's played, how many goals he's got. I think at the yeah. time it's like 6.8 million. And this it's, is in yeah. 90, 98, yeah, which so is a lot of money to spend on a striker who's played one season of top flight football. Yeah. Is is six six point yeah six point three million, which was a record transfer at the time. Which genuinely now in ninety eight in comparison to now, that's probably like thirty five million mm-hmm. on someone who's barely played in the Dutch league. I mean, who do you reckon? I mean, who is the record transfer in the Dutch league? Bergwijn Let back me. to Bergwijn back to Ajax is my guess. Is my guess would be Bergwijn back to Ajax. Yeah, I haven't googled this before. It can't be far. It can't be far. Are you googling yeah, it'd it? Probably, it'd probably be. It. No, I'm just checking my crystal ball. Um, I'd imagine it's around about 30 million. I reckon, they spend, I reckon it's, it's been a great deal. Guess, Stephen Bergwijn back to Ajax from Tottenham for 26 million, is my guess. Or no, because Bergwijn was a bit older. I, it's Ajax. Gonna, it's going to be an Ajax transfer, I reckon. Let me just quickly check that. Ten, build some tension. Let's not say too much. And then we can talk about how good we run this story is. Oh, can you guess? Oh, so you just did? You just did guess. <laughs> uh, um, I, I still reckon it might be Stephen Bergwijn for twenty-six million to Ajax. Oh my god, what is this doing? This is truly terrible. All right, no, okay, it's not coming up. No, for one second. Oh, Only new players. This transfer market is crap, mate. Might have to get the. Might have to get our producer to cut this bit. This is bad. Hold Jesus. on. Hold on. Yeah, Stephen yeah, yeah. Bergwijn. Oh, 31 million euros. Wow. Yeah, 26 million quid. That's what I said. It's about the same, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah. Second. They're all, mate, the top, how many is that? The top 11 are all Ajax. Arguably the second the biggest, biggest club in Holland. Holland. No, nah, that's why they're the biggest club. They're the biggest club in Holland. Mate, somebody's um, anyway. heard of. Who? Um, a player they signed this season to be fair Sutalo 20 million uh, yeah Croatian centre back he's really highly rated really young oh uh, yeah was he got a FIFA card has he no he doesn't One actually these... I just fo- no I just follow that um, lad that tweets about Ajax all the time on Twitter ah uh, right okay um and I also kind of take, I, you know, when you just like weirdly take an interest in how they get on every, I look how they get on every week. I follow their Twitter, I follow their Instagram, that type of thing. Anyway, right. We've drifted off again. So that's good. So we're 47 minutes in and we've spoken about Ruben Isloy <laughs> for a grand total of three minutes. Right. Goes to PSV. What happens when he gets to PSV? He rattles the ass off it. The ass gets rattled to pieces. He scores goal after goal after goal after goal. Let's let put it into right. Let's put it into numbers. 
57 games mm-hmm. in two seasons, 98, 99. 99, 2000, 57 games. What's what's a good return on 57 games? Mm, 25 goals. Yeah, you take that. 30 I think goals. That's really good. Great, 30 goals. Yeah, great player, 30 goals. But if you're Rude Van fucking Nistelrooy, it's 60 <laughs> goals. All right? 60 <laughs> goals. Fucking hell. He scored more goals than Gary Goals has. Do you remember him? Like, you can sign up for your local Sunday side. What a player. Gary Goals. Mate, it, it is mental, isn't it? Yeah, like I know we said it's a lot. They paid a lot of money for him, but that that amount of goals, like a goal a game, you're laughing. Uh, yeah. You've made your money back straight away. Yeah, easy. Well, we're gonna. I mean, they definitely make their money back because we we sort of know how the story goes. But he is just he's ripping the ass off it, and you know that you know at that point as well that every big club is going to look at him. But I also think as well. When you sign a player from Eredivisie, you could either be signing like Van Nistelrooy or Luis Suarez, or mm. you could be signing Victor Janssen and Alfonso Alves. Do you know what I mean? Like there's such a big gap and yeah. risk. Or you could be signing Cody Gakpo. Oop. <laughs> Dog shit. Or Anthony. Um, or Anthony. Jeez. <laughs> right. No, we're not talking about him. I don't want to get upset. Um, but... He is he's 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 absolutely shredding up. He scores goal after goal for PSV. And I also think one thing that we'll, we'll probably talk on a little bit more is my perception of um, Ruud van Nistelrooy is obviously from when well, he left Man United when I was, what, 12, 13? And I think my perception of Ruud van Nistelrooy was goal hanger. Just used to just yeah, stand, in, <laughs> stand offside for the whole game and just score tappings. But he does so much more than that. And he does it shitloads and I also think as well if you're really fucking good at something just stick to what you're good at do you know what I mean yeah he'd be a dream now for us for, oh. there's like there's not many players like him he would be an absolute oh. dream for any any top any top four sides would he um, would, would he score more than Harlem would for City yeah 100% I think yeah I think he would as well I, I think he as a player was a better footballer than Erling Haaland is now. Oh my fucking hell. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I'm finished. Um, I have to pull that so, one up. Yeah, pull that. I'm gonna, yeah, we'll pull that one up. I um, honestly think that. I don't think, that's a, I don't think that's an outlandish claim. I think as a footballer, yeah. he's a better footballer. Sorry, he yeah. was a better footballer than Erling Haaland yeah. is right now. He's unbelievable. I also think as well, one thing I realised from listening to him and seeing his goals and listening to people talk to him about him is... You know how, like, when you watch the last dance and Michael Jordan's got that thing about him where he's just fucking single-minded and ruthless and yeah. almost a, and almost can come across like a dickhead. I think Ruben yeah. Nistelrooy's got the mentality for it. I think if yeah, he was around now; he'd have the mentality to be one of the best. Yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think a, a striker's come. He's 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 the perfect number nine. Um, yeah. One of the things um, I, I, I I from watching back some of his goals, I I completely didn't realise how deceptively quick he was. Mate, he was fucking rapid, wasn't he? Running with the ball ability as well, because I, <laughs> I always just assumed like, oh, he was, from what I remember as a kid, was he, like you say, he played between the two the two centre-halves and yeah. He, yeah, a bit of a goal hanger. But mate, some of the goals he scored where he picks it up from quite deep and runs with it, fucking hell, he's so quick. Yeah, madness and that. I also think, yeah, like, like yeah, he's like, sorry, no, I don't know why I said it, I also think. He is he's technically way better than you think he'd be as well. His touches, mm-hmm. I know you've got to be a, to be a top striker, you have a good touch, but you just think that like, you see like, 
let's take someone like Lukaku who scores loads of goals, right? Who scores absolute shitloads of goals, and I know that he's done it at lesser, uh, like in lesser leagues or whatever, or what I've seen as lesser leagues, etc. He still scores shitloads of goals, but his touch is awful. And I yeah. bet Lukaku's goal record when he retires will go up against stuff like this. And someone will do a pod called, or our children will do a pod called "Mate, How Good Was Romelu Lukaku?" And the answer is sh- crap. But Van Nistelrooy's <laughs> Van got like similar records to that, but was just so good. I mean, yeah. To put into context of how good he was, right? Darren Darren Ferguson, Fergie's son, <laughs> right? Darren, he was on he was on trial at um, Havana or how do you say it? Don't know. Heravine. Heravine. He was at trial at them, and he rang his dad, and he, his, his Fergie said this afterwards. This was in either his first or second season, but before Man United bought him, he rang his dad and said, "Dad, you've got to sign Van Nistelrooy. He's fantastic. We've been watching him." And then it said Ferguson apparently sent representatives to PSV's next league game and signed him the next day. So I think that's absolute bollocks. Why? Because I reckon that's just Fergie trying to get his son a job as like a scout somewhere because he's run out of opportunities as a manager. He was a a scout at Man United just after his career finished. He was a scout for years. He was on the books for years before he became Peterborough manager. Well, that says a lot. So who's he impressing? So who's he made up that story to impress? The person that's his dad that's employing him anyway? Well, no, there's, not better, there's not many better jobs in terms of scouting at that time than being a Man United scout. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> whatever, right? Dickhead. So, so Man United, Man United basically agree a fee with him. 18.5 million pounds in the summer of 2000. All right. Big money back then. 18.5 million is 80 million now as well. All right. Mm. I feel like we're using mental maths. Not as in mental maths as in like actually thinking in our head, but mentals in the statistics are crazy. But I reckon 80, 85 million pounds for someone from the Dutch league. All right. Which Roughly. is crazy money. But then he fails his medical. So he does his medical. He does his medical. He gets re- he literally is driving to Old Trafford, all right, to get presented. He's in Manchester. They've done all the blah blah blah. If it was mo- modern times, they would have done a kooky random release video for him as well. But he fails his medical because they so- an irregularity comes up on the knee, and PSV said they wouldn't l- allow you to do any more tests on it. So what's even more mental about all of this is he goes back to PSV. Obviously, with his tail between his legs a little bit. It's not his fault, but I think Man United and PSV sort of have an agreement that the transfer is still going to go ahead, but falls through. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes back to PSV, Sky Sports News send cameras out to to like take pictures of him, like, oh, he's back at, look, oh, Ruvan Istroy back at training and stuff like that. And they capture him doing his cruciate ligament on camera <laughs> for Sky Sports News. Absolutely fucked. And then he's out for a year. He plays two games the following season for PSV. And I oh know he plays 10 games, sorry, the following season for PSV. He's out for the majority of the year. Only scores two as well. Um, but how mental is that? Like the whole, that trail of yeah. events that Man United go, no, we don't want to touch him. PSV go, all right, fine. Well, everything's fine. So we'll fuck this. He goes back to training. Sky goes, set cameras out to go and record him. And then he does his knee and they catch it on camera. And it's on Sky Sports News. I bet the I bet the medical staff were thinking thank fuck for that because <laughs> imagine he signed the first day of training at Man United and does his ACL they're going to be thinking you could have you should have picked that up blah 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 they go yeah. he goes and does that they go thank fuck we called thank fuck we called him before he signed that contract we'd have been knackered yeah um, it's great from from a Man United perspective yeah um, what's quite interesting is I heard him talk about what happened subsequently after he um, injured his knee and he said that Fergie was calling him like throughout his rehabilitation process basically like you're going to be a Man United player 
don't worry about it. We're going to, once you, once you're back playing, we'll, we'll, we'll look to sort the deal out again, which I think is absolutely mental. Like, yeah. I don't think that would ever happen now. I can't imagine a manager no. calling up a, calling up a player after he's just done his ACL and saying, "Yeah, don't you worry, mate. We'll get you. We'll get you back in as soon as as soon as you're as soon as you're back fit playing again. We'll, we'll look to redo the deal because you don't know what kind of a player you're going to be signing once he returns. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? That is that is mental. I I heard stories about just made me think of that story of when Ronaldo did his ACL, like as in the original Brazilian Ronaldo did his ACL. Zidane just went pop to see him in hospital. Like while he's, while neither of them at the same time, while Zidane was at Juve and he was at Inter, he just went to pop and see him in hospital just to check he was all right and then just left. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, That's cool. But this is, this is mental. This is something that, like you said, never, it's literally tapping up. He's, he's like, yeah. he's, he's like, he's utilizing the fact he's injured to tap him up. But also in the same sense, you're probably, is, is probably feeling as low as he could be, but also like a yeah. million dollars as well at the same time. It's probably just giving him that reassurance. Like it's hard because yeah. he's, he's obviously the deal's fallen through. Man United, from their perspective, have got to say, yeah, we can't, we can't proceed with it unless we 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 know for sure that he's okay. Yeah, and then that goes and happen. It, but I imagine Fergie probably felt some sort of responsibility for him. Like he would have signed yeah. him that day regardless. Yeah. So the fact that he's gone and done his ACL, he's probably thinking, I'm going to bring him in for. As, yeah, ideal situation. He doesn't. He gets a cut price deal for him anyway. Yeah. But he's, he's he knows he's got the talent. It's just he, that's the probably the confidence he has in himself as a coach that no matter how it comes back, he'll be able to get him back firing as he was. Because you also think as well, Real Madrid are probably sniffing around at this point. Barcelona, Bayern Munich, all of the big clubs are probably sniffing around at this point. So mm-hmm. um, maybe Ajax, like the slightly bigger club in Holland, are looking at him as well. So. Um, but anyway, he comes in the following summer and my whole childhood gets significantly better. My whole entire childhood is better from the day that he signs. And the reason that my childhood is better than the day that he signs, before we start talking about him, is my best mate is an Arsenal fan. I'm a Man United fan. It literally couldn't work any more perfectly as a kid having two absolute superstar strikers playing for both of your clubs. And the like, the the rivalry between between the two clubs is massive. Keane and Vieira, Wenger and Fergie, Wenger, <laughs> Orson Wenger, <laughs> Wenger and Fergie, United and Arsenal, and then it gets even better because indirectly you've then also got Vanistori and Omri, and uh-huh. Vanistori. Omri's better than Vanistori. Let's ju- let's just get that out there. Omri's better than Vanistori. But when you've got the bias of your club and you have the and you have someone to like look up to and be like, oh shit, that's the guy. This is the guy. Like, yeah. uh, like in the same sense, Arsenal fans talk about Omri. Van Nistelrooy was that guy. Was that guy? And like I say, he's my favorite player ever. He was. He was that guy. He's when I think about football and Man United in my childhood, I think of Van Nistelrooy. He was he's just got such a good name as well. Like that oh. name looks so good on the back of a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're a kid, you want like the. You don't get like the short name. You want the <laughs> big long name two yeah. numbers on the back or a number seven yeah. or a number nine, maybe. Yeah. Mate, yeah. It looked real, it? It. I yeah. was, when, when we, we decided we were going to do this podcast, what, a week ago, a week and a bit ago. And um, we were steaming when we decided we were going to do this, but then just <laughs> like had a conversation afterwards. And I was straight on DH gate, straight on the, I woke up the next morning and my DH gate search history was Van Nistelrooy shirt. <laughs> I did buy one in the end. I didn't buy one. I didn't buy one. But, um, I don't know why I got so defensive about that, but I didn't buy one. But I, honestly, I didn't. Um, but he comes in 2001. And Man United, this is a point of like, not limbo, but um, 
sort of the, it, this is almost the start of a transition period ish. I'd say in the sense of we don't win the title for two years. So, um, but he comes in, Andy Cole's on his way out and stuff like that. So he comes in and fills his big boots. Debut, lose to Liverpool 2-1, shit news, scores. Premier League debut. Positives. Premier League debut, we win. He scores twice. Scores two on his Premier League debut. And that's just sort of a, you know, set the tone. You know, when you're like, you know, it's, Second day of the stag do, right? Second day of the stag do, <laughs> right? And you wake up and you go, mm, I could have an orange juice or I could have a beer. You, you've got to set, like, you've got to you've be got a, to have a beer. Yeah. You've got to have a, even you've, if you don't want it, you've got to go and have a beer. You've got to be the guy when you're breaking down at breakfast, everyone's looking around and they're thinking, we've got to do this for two more days. Yeah. You've got to be the guy that stands up and goes, I'll have a full English, please. And a pint of Guinness. And then everyone looks and goes, Rude Van Nistelrooy. (laughs) (laughs) The whole entire pub stands up and goes, Rude, (laughs) Rude, 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 Rude. And then the whole place just bursts into like applause. Yeah, what I mean, yeah, what a player. What a player. Sorry, we're deviating away from the goals. Yeah, we are. But it's less, right, first season, 23 and 32 in the league. Absolute joke absolute joke and I'm gonna which I'm just gonna talk about league for now and I want to avoid talking about Champions League in, for a bit if that's okay that's because Champions League needs a whole thing by itself uh, he wins PFA Players Player of the Year in his first season right bear in mind that Man United don't win the league and um, Thierry Henry is a footballer so that is impressive like that that is impressive if you want to yeah. win PFA Player of the Year you have to do better than Thierry Henry does who probably wins right player of the year. I'll give you the difference. Yeah. Also, can I just, before we carry on talking about his, his career at Man United, which kit would you associate with him? Yeah. I think this is a really hard question. Which kit would you associate with him? I think this is an easy question. I think it's the Man United one with the Vodafone on the front and the, the collar is that round collar, but it's got the the black triangles on it. Yeah. And on the back, it's got the, it's got the, the black line at the bottom of the shirt. Yeah. That one. 2002, 2003 one. I reckon, hear me out, those three shirts from that season might be Man United's best ever three shirts. Oh, what? You've got that one, the white and black one. Yeah. And the blue and silver one. Oh, mate, that blue and that's, silver. That, that's the same season, right? Those yeah, three? it is. Yeah, it is. That that's blue and silver great. one might be the might be the might be one of the best ever. It's unbelievable. And, yeah. if, and the season the season before is pretty much the season before is when we've got the Vodafone Umbro. We had the Umbro one before, and then do you remember we used to have the gold reversible one? It was white oh, on one yeah. side, gold Fucking, on the other side. Yeah, that's a nice um, shirt. He didn't wear a bad shirt for Man United, and and that's not even me being biased because Man United have had some shocking shirts. But the the one he wore oh. afterwards, Nike at the top right hand shoulder, Man United badge dead in the middle, Vodafone yeah, underneath. Yeah, that's a nice one. I don't um, know about that first um, AIG season, that two thousand and six one. With he the... goes, he's he yeah, but he's not even he's not really there at that point. That's like when he's I mean, on. He his literally way out. is there. So he does wear the shirt. So he arguably does what I mean, it's not a bad shirt, but it's not I always see that and I think I that's rate, kind of I shirt. rate the AIG shirt, to be honest, but it's not as great it's not as great as the other one. But he he is only there for like a couple of games that's it. I don't even know if he I've don't think I've never seen a picture of him in that shirt. And I don't he ever goes remember in January, I think, doesn't he? 
I don't I don't ever remember him wearing that. No, I don't think he does. I think I don't I think that shirt is too late. I think he wears Umbro. Yeah, no, you are right. You are right. Umbro, he doesn't, he doesn't wear that shirt. Yeah, and he doesn't wear that. Yeah, shut fuck up, fuck a prick. <laughs> so right, anyway, scores loads of goals there. He also breaks record after record, right? Ten consecutive league games with a goal, which he held for how many years, Dono? Up until Jamie Vardy broke it in 2013? 15. 2015. Ah. He does it in the 2003 season, so he holds it for 12 years. He just can't stop scoring goals. Um, He finishes, the second season, he finishes as Premier League top goal scorer, 25 goals in 34 games, 44 in all comps, and he wins the golden boot ahead of Arsenal's Thierry Henry. Suck on that one, Woolly and Arsenal, you wankers. (laughs) He was always better. And then he and then he comes back um the season afterwards and he does it again, scores 20 in 32. He's flying again. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong, Rude? His knee. The knee then comes back to haunt him again. Is it the same knee? Voice and uh, he, he, he I don't have no idea. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say I I, when I Googled his knee injuries, I saw that he had knee injuries, but not that he had the same knee every time um but do you know what the mad do you know what the mad thing is right do you know what the mad thing is is cool. that in this so the season before the season before the 0304 season is the biggest uh premier league season in one club's history do you know what club that is 0304 who's the biggest club in their in their club's history because they've got no european pedigree the, say that again. The, this is so, the biggest season in a, in a certain club's history, right? Because oh, they've not Arsenal. won any. Yeah. Okay. And why is 0304 particularly special for Arsenal? Because they went undefeated. They went undefeated. All right. So the. Um, obviously, Ruvan Istroy almost, almost fucking ruins that for him, which would have been great because that Arsenal side is. Because. It's like all they hang on to. It would be great if he, for so many reasons. But anyway, we play Arsenal. Um, I actually, I was camping. I remember watching it at a campsite. I remember, <laughs> I remember crying as well afterwards. Um, well, but real obviously, fan. real fan. Real fan from the south of the country, four and a half hours away. Um, and Patrick Vieira gets sent off. Patrick Vieira gets sent off and they think it's Rue Vanistoy's fault. It's simulation. Does he make him buy it a little bit? Yes. Is Patrick Vieira... <laughs> A overheat a, like, a bit aggressive and a bit of an idiot at that point yes um, but he gets sent off 90th minute penalty Man United soft <laughs> soft as a pillow that penalty <laughs> soft 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 Ruben Istori steps up right and watching all of his goals watching his goals for Man United his goals for Real Madrid back he fucking leathers the arse off shots right penalties he absolutely slaps the leather off, it, off of it he usually bottom left bottom right what does he do? He sees those big German scary hands of Jens Hayman. Yeah, Jens. Jens, Jens. Jens Lehmann. Yeah, Jens. So apparently Jens Lehmann used to walk around the Arsenal training ground with his hands like wide, like open wide to make people think his hands were bigger <laughs> than what they were. That's, that's not a joke either. And apparently if you look at his gloves, they're fucking massive. And apparently he used to wear yeah. gloves that were too big for him. But... He's obviously seen that, seen all the pressure that's gone onto it, and he's rattled the arse off it, but he's also hit the bar. Mate. He's hit the bar. 
and then <laughs> and then and then that bloody weasel Martin Keone. <laughs> oh, he does my oh. fucking head in. My least, <laughs> Sorry, he's my least, he's, mate. He's my least favorite pundit by a country. He mile. is dull as dishwater. Oh, he's, and then the only time he's funny is when you laugh at him because Simon Jordan has him on strings or something like that. I'm just going to stop you there, Jim. Shut yeah. the fuck Don't. How about you stop yourself before you start talking? Because no one wants to hear it. <laughs> he said, "I'll never forget." He he said, um, "It was prior to Marcus Rashford going away from England when we beat Italy, and he's and he's like, you know, and, uh, and, and Rashford's in really good form. He scored one Premier League goal, Martin. <laughs> one. <laughs> it was like, no, no, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was." It was later than that, but it was 10 games in the season. He scored one goal. He's like, oh, you know what? Uh, oh, yeah, Rashford's uh, in good form. So that weasel behind Keown and Lauren and all the rest of, all the, rest of the Motley crew <laughs> <laughs> all start having a go. All start having a go at Van Nistelrooy. Someone throws a pizza. It all goes a bit crazy. Um, and, that's, and that's obviously really bad. But he still has a very good season. Arsenal win the league, obviously, which isn't great. But he has a very good season. Scores 20 goals in 32. But the season afterwards, he gets injured. He's back on his knee. His knee gets it. His knee's injured. 17, um, 17 games, six goals. But, and I'm going to say this could be one of my favourite goals ever. Man United, Arsenal. Arsenal undefeated for 49 oh. games. All right, 49 games. Bring in a young Wayne Rooney. All right. I knew that, <laughs> lad. Built like, built like a 60-year-old at the age of 19. <laughs> and he he goes down Sol Campbell Sol so you see that game there Portugal Brazil yeah I see that yeah Portugal Brazil and who do you think is going to win that I think France <laughs> Sol Campbell <laughs> Sol, Cam- Sol Campbell dangles out a lazy leg nearly kills Rooney in this and again this the second softest penalty I've ever seen it's never a penalty in a million years and then Rue Van Nistelrooy gets his redemption rattles the arse off one in front of the Stretford end goes and does a knee slide and sits in the corner for about 30 seconds going yeah yeah just in the corner there yeah it's and a I, bit much in it no no it's not it's amazing it is it is one it's one of my favorite goals it's my favorite Van Nistelrooy goal it might be one of my favorite goals ever Ooh. because it's because it stops Arsenal getting 50. He, he is the absolute villain from the season before. And then he comes yeah. back, redemption, and does that. Oh, it's fucking amazing, man. I love that. I think for a moment, yeah, it probably is. It's the best goal. But I don't think it's better than that goal he scores against Fulham. No, 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 no. No, he's not. His, his, best, his two best Man United goals, technically, for me, are the goal against Fulham and... Yeah. The goal against Charlton, the volley against Charlton as well. Oh, okay. The volley against what Charlton. About- Rooney dinks one in, and he like yeah. he holds okay. off. He holds off the defender, flicks it, turns, spins, hits it, volley first time. Fulham's the best one though. Fulham is the best one. Fulham's, a- Fulham, Fulham one is mental. Like the way he drives from midfield, it's runs straight through team. everyone, yeah. manages to get himself one on one with the goalkeeper, and then from the like you, you assume he's going to hit it on his left across goal. And he does yeah. an absolute ankle breaker and manages to curl it in the bottom corner of his right. Yeah, mad, isn't it? And he's got it's the big tempos. He's got the tempos with the big flaps on as well. He's not even onto. He's not yeah. at vapor time yet. He's um, got the Nike. He's got the Nike Outlet boots on. <laughs> JJ I my closing down sale. Yeah, I remember my mum came in with those once, and she was like, "I've got you some new boots." I seen them, and I was like, "What the fuck are those? I'm not a fucking referee, man." And you know what? The other. The yeah, but a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, "Fucking hell, I really wish I still had them boots." That yeah. one, nice. they're unreal. 
They were unreal. Um, but he, but this is sort of like the, so he, that's all great. Yeah, what well, I'm rude, whatever. Um, comes back. And then the, the season afterwards, 0506 is bubbling under the whole season, right? It's bubbling mm. under the whole season. And you know, this is the testament to how amazing a footballer he is. He's got 21 goals in a season where he's, but it's bubbling under, all right? He misses, um, he misses the League Cup final against Wigan. He was benched for six games in a row. Um, he also scored match winners in two of those games. So he came on against West Ham and Bolton and scored winners against both of them. But he was benched for six games in a row. Um, and he also was for- benched. He was benched. Sorry. No, sorry, Carl. When he's he's removed from the he's removed from the lineup for Louis Sahar. Yeah, Charlton, Charlton away, final game of the season. He's taken out of the lineup. He's taken. No, he's not. He's taken out of the squad. He gets told by Fergie, "Look, Rude, Rude, son, you're not in the squad today." That's a terrible Scottish accent. But he's uh, told he's not bad. in the squad, and, appa- and, he, and he apparently this has never been confirmed. You've never said it, but he leaves the ground before kickoff in the final game of the season for Sahar. And the other thing that comes, the other thing that sort of doesn't help his cause is there's a, a sort of a young Cristiano Ronaldo coming through at that time. <laughs> and he doesn't, by all accounts, it's, look, I, I can't say exactly what he dislikes about him because I have no idea. But by all accounts, Ronaldo was, Ronaldo was obviously relatively selfish as a footballer, which is no surprise to anyone. But he was used to dealing with Giggs and Beckham who were, uh, get it out wide, get the ball in the box. He used to dealing with Gary Neville, get it out wide, get the ball in the box. And Ronaldo wasn't quite that. And in the same season, Fergie had appointed Carlos Quiroz um, as his assistant manager. And what happens is Van Nistelrooy is starts having an argument with um, Ronaldo. And he says to him, what are you doing? Going to complain to your daddy, trying to say in reference to Carlos Quiroz. But what Van Nistelrooy negates to remember that exact moment is Cristiano Ronaldo's dad actually died that season. And e- yeah, it's not a good one, is it? Yeah, not a good oh. one. Yeah. So that's sort of like the the start at the end. And this is where, this is where, I mean, it, it hurts because I, I remember, I remember being absolutely heartbroken when he left. I remember being absolutely gutted. But when you think about it now, the greatness of a manager like Fergie is, this manager scored 21 goals for me. Mm. But I also go going and recognising Cristiano might do more than that or will do more than that and will be more important for me than Van Nistelrooy is going to be over a longer period of time. So I need to get rid of Van Nistelrooy. You also can't have a player behaving like that. I mean, no, I, mean I know you hear a lot of stories from the main United dressing room, like where they they talk about players setting standards, setting examples for the younger players. But someone that's like openly goading a younger player, yeah, and kind of making a mockery of them in the training session, yeah, it's not really. It's that's not that's not the same, is it? No, no. But I'm still going to say it doesn't take my legacy for him at all because I love him so much and he's my favourite player do you, ever. Do you think his time was up at United? Do you think it was a good time for him to probably have gone in in, in hindsight? Um, yeah, I think so because he, what, how old is he at this point? 28, 29? He's born in 76. He, he, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, so he's, no, he's 30. He's 30. He leaves at 30. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, that's a that's a good time for somebody to go. 
that's catching that's going i'll get x amount of money from now and if i leave it another season i'll get half as much of that and how much of an impact is he actually going to have so he's sold for 14 million to real madrid which is 45 million now season after has probably been sold for 20 do you know what i mean so it's so he's catching him while he's on the up so he goes to real madrid right and what i i said uh, i said something earlier and we were talking about about Ooh, which one of his goals were his great goals and stuff, right? We could think of two, really. Fulham one is the one that everyone thinks of, right? He scores mm-hmm. so fucking many good goals for Real Madrid. He scores so many good goals for Real Madrid. It's nuts. But he also just doesn't stop. First season he gets there, wins the Pachichi. Don't know, what's the Pachichi for? Uh, it is the award um, for... I have no idea. Uh, top scorer in Spain wins the Pachichi. So he wins. So he scores twenty five goals in his first season um, there, and then he scores sixteen and twenty four in his second season before his knee fucks him all up again. But whilst he's at Madrid, it is literally just goal after goal after goal. He scores in a, and 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 something as well that is testament to how good a player is. He scores in big games. He scored against Barcelona three times, I think, across his career there. Maybe four times across his career there. Um, and really, he had two two in the, he had two seasons and a, a a very small amount of another season, um, and he he's so the goals are mental, right? I'll tell you one that you will know, you will one hundred percent know, but may not know it was him. You know that goal that goes on like all the meme pages and all of like the football nostalgia pages that are like touch it like the you're only allowed to touch the ball once otherwise you're xyz and it's real madrid where they just ping it one pass one pass one pass one yeah. pass big crossfield pass one pass to the back post and a volley straight in that's van Nistelrooy. that's van Nistelrooy scoring that outside of the outside of the boot volley from 18 yards he scores, he scores another volley against valencia which is like skulls-esque ball comes out to him at the edge of the box against valencia and he absolutely smashes the arse off of it he scores, he scores against Valencia all the time. Again, another one pulled to the edge of the box. He's 20 yards out against Barcelona in his, four, in his first Clasico. Bang, edge of the box. Little curled one into the right-hand corner. Proper like Kevin De Bruyne-esque finish. He also scores a penalty in that game. Um, scores twice against him in his first game against Barca. It's just like goals. It's just goals. Like constant goals. That's what goals. he's about though. That's, that's yeah. him, isn't it? That's all I think about when I think of Ruvan this story. Yeah. So it's not even a surprise that he goes to Madrid and carries on banging the goals in. Yeah. Um, he, and while, while he's so obviously, like I said, while he's there, first two seasons really successful, he then undergoes knee surgery. Um, and he, Again. yeah, he has to go, he has to do knee surgery. Um, he then, um, when he comes back, he comes back after knee surgery um, in so March, he's out, comes back in May, uh, and he comes on as a subject again, Barcelona, scores a penalty. Shock. Um, that's in his second season. In his third season, he's actually out for the majority of it. He's actually mm-hmm. out for the... He, his knee again is another issue. He, he goes out in the November, but he scores 10 in 12 before he goes away. <laughs> with a bad knee. It's like a piss take. And then, so on his return to that, comes back on comes back on in the 80th minute, right? 80th minute, 82nd minute, sets up Benzema, gets an assist for Benzema, 84th scores... <laughs> It's just a joke, isn't it? It's just the joke, man. Um, he's allergic then, uh, to not scoring goals. Yeah, he is. He's he is the opposite of what Gabriel Jesus is. Gabriel Jesus says as a striker, Fucking one of my hell. qualities. No, no, because he says as a striker, one of my qualities, my best quality isn't scoring goals. Well, Van Nistelrooy's best quality is one hundred percent scoring goals. Um, yeah, that's that's the first thing you need to be able to do. 
and then he and then sort of his career it doesn't plateau but he goes to Hamburg who are actually half decent at the time uh, they're in they're playing European football um, he goes to Hamburg and a year later Mourinho tries to sign him back when Higuain gets injured so Higuain gets injured and Mourinho tries to bring him back um, and that's he's such a Mourinho sign isn't it yeah. that's such a Mourinho six month, sign six month loan um, he's desperate to go but um, <laughs> it doesn't happen it doesn't happen. Hamburg reject it. He finishes off the season there. And then, like I said, finished off in Malaga. Malaga's not particularly successful. Four goals in 28 games isn't great. That was a Malaga side of... That was when Malaga were pushing as well. So they had like uh, Isco, Santi Carzola, those type of players mm. playing there as well. Um, what a team that was. Yeah. Um, but he's obviously not particularly prominent in that. So... That's his career. That's his career, which we've taken a long time to talk about, but... <laughs> But the the only the other thing that we haven't brought up yet is he is the king of the Champions League. Yeah, and I, looking back on you, this, I don't remember. I do not remember him being as prolific as the stats show. Mate, in one of the seasons at Man United, when he's in one of the seasons, I can't remember the exact one where he's injured. It's the two thousand and four, two thousand and five season. He plays seventeen league games, so he's obviously injured for the majority of the season. He still scores eight Champions League goals. He is, he is, like, I knew when you come up with like Champions League all the time top goals goes. Oh yeah, there's Ruud Van Nistelrooy in there, right? But he got so he got seventy four goals or assists in seventy three games in the Champions League. He got 56 in 73 plus 18 assists, right? And when you actually think about his Champions League pedigree, he plays four full seasons at Man United, four and a half seasons at Man United, really, because he's injured for one of them. He plays two full seasons at Real Madrid, so six and a half, plus he plays, like let's say seven, including the odds and sods. Plus Mm. he plays two seasons at PSV, and I don't know if they go into the Champions League that season. So he plays what? eight to nine years in the Champions League and he's the sixth all-time top goal scorer. That's mental. But Ronaldo would have played every year in the Champions League until he left United. He played for United when we were in the Champions League. We were in the Champions League when he came back to yeah. us. Yeah. He Messi will have played every single year in the Champions League until he went to Miami. Lewandowski will have played since he was at Dortmund until now. And what? He went to Dortmund when he was 22, so 13 years. Lewandowski's never had a major injury. Benzema played every season for Leon and then for Real Madrid until he went to Saudi. So he's like he he is the other than like Messi and Ronaldo, the freaks will ignore them. He's the king of the Champions League, which is fucking mental. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't. I honestly didn't think he would be. Obviously, I knew he was a prolific goal scorer, but in the Champions League, I, I don't remember. I don't you've ever really hear him even spoken about no. in the same breath as some of the other like great Champions League strikers. Yeah, but he is even from a Man United perspective, you don't really yeah. hear about it, which is crazy. I don't think he's old. I don't think he is. I think Rooney is. I think he was. Because he broke Dennis Law's European goal scoring yeah. record. Uh, I did you, pretty did g- you know Dennis Law is his neighbour? Yeah. If we used to meet up and go for coffees together, didn't they? <laughs> That's such a random pairing. The his he's not. Wayne Rooney's the highest pre- yeah, uh, goal scorer in Europe. So he so uh, yeah. I mean, if you watch his goals for Real Madrid, he scores shitloads for Real Madrid as well. But it's I think Rooney's not much ahead of him. But yeah, him and Dennis Law are neighbours. Um, which is probably the type of content you wanted to hear on this podcast, as opposed to me just shamelessly telling you how much I love Ruvan Istoroy. But so, what are we saying? I reckon if he didn't have his knee injuries, how many he goals could be, did he score? 
he could have probably so he scored thirty. Was it thirty-five Champions League goals in forty-three appearances for Man United? And he for Man United, so he got- fifty-six in seventy-three. Yeah, if he didn't get injured, what do you reckon? He would have got another 25? season. He, he he would have got another season at Man United because of that injury season at PSV. So let's add eight onto that. Because he was, because he's averaging stupid numbers anyway. Yeah. If he didn't get that injury at Real Madrid, if he didn't get that injury at Real Madrid, you'd add what eight onto that. And also, if it was yeah. modern football, if it was modern football, he wouldn't have been a PS a PSV as long as he was. So he would have played for if he was like, if he played Champions League football for his whole for ten years, for another two years, let's say, I reckon he would have got seventy, eighty goals. That's fucking nuts. And the fact the you, fact that he's the fact that he is more productive with goals and assists than he is games. So seventy four goals and assists in seventy three games is insane. The amount of assists he gets as well, by the way, for someone who you think is like you just think of like out yeah. and out goal score is mad. But also he's six foot two. He's massive. Like he's a big, mm. strong. He's got everything. And you laughed at me earlier when I said I, fo- I think I think he was a better footballer than Erling Haaland is, but here we are. How many yeah. assists has Erling Haaland got? Fuck all. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say fuck all as well. I can't bother look out. Um, <laughs> he is he is the complete he is the complete footballer. He is the ultimate striker. He is the perfect striker. As a if he wasn't full of injuries, he'd be even better. So, in answer to the question, mate, how good was Ruud van Nistelrooy? The answer is very, 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 very fucking good. Yeah, I agree. I think he was fucking good. Yeah. Fucking good. So let's let's go through the easy parts then. Overrated or underrated? Um, for me, underrated. Yeah. I think I, I don't I don't doubt that people rate him, but I don't think he's I don't think he's spoken about in the same breath as some of the top strikers. Well, yeah. especially in Europe, I think he's massively overlooked in Europe in terms of Champions yeah. League football. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's underrated. Is he? Is he top? Is he top five Premier League ever? Is he top ten Premier League ever? Strikers. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say no, just because of longevity. Yeah, because he didn't. He didn't play in the Premier League long enough for me. I mean, there's obviously off the top of my head, Rooney, Shearer, uh, Omri. These kinds of players played for a lot longer. I think if he played yeah. for a bit long, same with Suarez. I think if Suarez yeah. played for never like two or three seasons, you'd say yeah. top five ever, wouldn't you? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm i going to just jump in as well and say I completely agree. He's underrated. I don't think he's in any of those conversations because of his longevity. The reality yeah. is, is the peak the peak of his career is two of them were at PSV, two of them were at Real Madrid, and five of them at Man United. So his peak of his, his length of time that he was top quality was nine years. And that's like sort of sad a little bit. Um, yeah. But he was he was criminally underrated. So let's say let's say you've he's just had his first season at Man United, right? Where he is where he's what scored twenty three goals. Um just been bought in for PSV after scoring sixty in two seasons. How much is he worth? Um eighty million. Eighty. I All reckon, right. mate. I reckon 140. I feel like every reckon, week we say 140. Yeah, I th- mate. 20. Th- right. If you can have a footballer that can guarantee yeah, you 23 Premier League goals, right, or 20 plus Premier League goals, right? We've Man United will have just forked out from him. It's 2002. So what? He's what? 
20... Jesus, my math is shocking. Like, what, 24, 25 at that point? Like, he is worth... 140. A, a, 20, I I a, a 25-year-old now that scores 90 goals in three seasons. 100. I've said 140. And, right, and, 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 and this is what makes... And this is what I love about him as well. He's coming from... He's coming... He's coming from Holland, though. Come on. But you know he's going to score in big games as well because he always but scores in Europe. You he's don't know in, that, though. He scored in El Clasicos. He scores against Arsenal. Not the penalty, but he, he also weirdly loves scoring against Fulham and Valencia. So if you're if the other team plays in white, you know he's going to score against them. Yeah. I, I think if he's coming from Holland, I, I don't think much more than... A, I reckon 100. It's your, I think yeah. it's a max. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Can I also... Sorry, just bringing up his goals, one of his best goals. I just, I've actually written one. I've actually written one. Fuck me. I've actually Fuck written me. one here that I'm gutted that I didn't bring up. The Ars- the goal against Arsenal away in the two-all draw in that fucking beautiful blue kit where he, oh, yeah. where he sends Sol Campbell, where he, where he spins Sol Campbell. He's like, yeah, see you later, Sol. And that little loser, Martin Keown. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, can I uh, get the ball back off you? Fuck off, Keown. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> <laughs> in. Um, That's a great goal. Yeah, that was a great game as well. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to just put that in there. So he's underrated and he's worth 190 million according to you. So that's fair enough. Right, here's my questions. You ready for this? Go on. Right, who as a manager has a better win percentage, Rude Van Nistelrooy or Eric Ten Hag? Across their whole career, not. A- uh... Considering Van Nistelrooy's not been a manager for that long, I, I think it's rude. Eric Ten Hag, 62.3%. Rude Van Nistelrooy, 64.7%. So you are correct. Ooh. That's a great record. He was re- he did he won two cups at his, in his only managerial season at Eindhoven, and then they sacked him. Well, no, he left because he didn't agree with some sport decisions. All right, question number two. All right, and I'll give you and I'll give you another bonus point. I'll, I'll transfer you two quid after this if you can get the last part. So the first, who did he play more games with? Skulls or Giggs? Skulls. Correct. He played yeah. more minutes Played more minutes of football with Ryan Giggs, but played um, most games with Skulls. Who did he play the most games with? Man United player. Fucking hell. Um, they're, they're, two, they're two and three, and I'll help you, Neville is four, so it's not Neville. They're two and three, Neville's four. And Neville's four, yeah. Oh... Uh, Bartez, Mikel Silvestra. <laughs> For fuck's sake! I'm never going to fucking get that, am I? That's what I said. I could transfer you two quid if you got it. Mikel Silvestra. Oh, right. I was just trying to think. Was it Van der Sar? But Van der Sar would have moved a bit too late, wouldn't he? But he would have played with them at Holland, so he would have been his all-time. Uh... But it wasn't Van der. But it wasn't Van der Sar. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it might have been, but it just wasn't. It wasn't so you're wrong. But it couldn't have been. <laughs> Um, right, who has a better goal per games ratio in the Premier League, Ruud van Nistelrooy or Robin van Persie? Goals per game, Ruud van Nistelrooy. So the goals, so is in like on average if they played, so it's they're both naught point something on average. How many like goals per game do they get? Because obviously van Nistelrooy scored more than van Persie because he was there for longer, but goals per game. You're asking me what? How many goals per game? No, 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 no. So you're sticking with van Nistelrooy, yeah? I'm just oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. Robin Van, Robin van Persie <laughs> scored a goal every 0.56 games for Man United. Ruud van Nistelrooy scored a goal every 0.63. He 
He has Fuck the highest now, he has the highest goal per games rated of any Man United player ever in the Premier League. In the Premier League. That's mental, isn't it? Because he must it, have played it, unless, Did he play must more be like, games than Van Persie did? Yeah. Van Persie, yeah, yeah played quite a lot less. Um there might be players that come on and like one game is called one goal, like a Makeda or something like that. But Van Persie has it must in Vanistroy, it must be over fifty games, has the best goal per game ratio. Because like Ronaldo scored shitloads, but later on, like he didn't initially. Mm. Right. Next one. Who has more goals for Holland? Rude Van Isteroy or Klaus Jan Huntelaar? Huntelaar. Robin Van Pers uh, Robin Van Persie. Rob- Rude Van Isteroy. Um my two fa- my probably my two favourite Man United strikers ever, actually thinking on it. No, first and third. Van Nistelrooy, um, Rooney's probably number two. Um, anyway, back to the question. Rue Van Nistelrooy scored 35 in 70. Klaus-Jan Huntelaar scored 42 in 76. So you are correct. Mate, that's such a, he's such a weird player, isn't he? Mate, his career, is, his career is mental. He is someone we could look into at some point. Because he went to Real Madrid. He went to Real Madrid for six months, scored 11 goals in six months, or something like ripped it up. And then they sold him to AC Milan at the after it. So weird. Um... Right, here's the last question. True or false? Rude Van Is- Rude Van Isler was part of a rap group called the Rude Boys. <laughs> With him, Rude Hullet, and Rude Gespert, who was ex-Holland goalkeeper. They all they were also a part of the original Rihanna song Rude Boy, which is one of my dad's favourites, but one didn't make the eventual cut because of refusing to dirty wine forward slash twerk. True or false? Oh my god! I, to, I was so confused. There. I was like, "Where's the question in that?" True, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Where did true. you get that? Where did you get that? Um, uh, it's called um, oh, any fourteen abj dot com. I think any. 14... Oh. oh no, sorry. Any one four abj dot com. Right, that's Unreal. us. Right, let's start making these pods shorter. One hour and 35 minutes later. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I'm going to be in the bed now. I'm fucking knackered. Nah, fuck that. Me and you are going to play clubs in a minute. I'm going to make dinner and then we're going to play clubs. That'd be nice. All right. That right. sounds good. I'll tell you what, right, that wasn't was... too bad, actually, was it? No, that was... Got a lot was, more to I... talk about with Premier League players. <laughs> yeah. Especially Man United ones. Yeah, next one we'll talk about Villa greats like... Um... So that was the Mate How Good Was podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Right, oh, follow man. us on follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Dono, you're posting on TikTok. How's that going? Yeah, very good. We've got um, no TikToks yet, but um, yeah, I've, got, I've got the Oompa working on it. They should we should have a TikTok out before the end of the year, hopefully. Yeah, nice. All right, sweet. Right, that was that was us. So thank you for listening. If you got this far, an hour and thirty five minutes of your life wasted or used in a positive way, however you want to perceive it. Um, God bless. Love you all. Don't forget at MateHGW TikTok and Instagram. See you later. In a bit. Bye.